What is up, everybody to the nations worldwide? This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money and living that digital nomad lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a digital nomad lifestyle or striving to do just that, traveling the world while earning an income. Get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. This week, we have something very special to share with you. Beginning in April, we are starting a travel couple book club. So every other week, we're going to be featuring a book that follows the themes of our podcast, which are travel, relationships, and business. If you want to follow along, go to our website, www.travelcouplepodcast.com and join the list there. In today's episode, we talk with travel bloggers from the States, Kelsey and Logan of Pages of Travel. They talk with us about incorporating travel in their lives while working in 9 to 5, traveling with a dog, and how to improve your Pinterest game. So without further ado, here's our interview with Kelsey and Logan. Today we are joined by Kelsey and Logan of Pages of Travel. They are travelers who work in 9 to 5 and travel the world by making most of the time that they have. You can see their adventures of world travel, road trips, and camping with their dog Bentley online at pagesoftravel.org. Hello, Kelsey and Logan. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Hey, Mike. So let us just get started with getting to know you guys a bit more. Uh, tell us a bit about yourselves and what you do. Um, well, I am a third grade teacher by day and a travel blogger by night, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I've been teaching for about four years now, um, and we currently live in St. Louis, Missouri, where Logan is going to school. Yeah, so I'm an optometry student. Okay. I go to school forever, so I'm basically <laughs> a professional college student. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm doing my clinical rotations, so i kind of a sicko, I guess. I like helping people's eyeballs gotcha people out sometimes so that's, that's really interesting stuff. that's uh, I, actually just a side note that's something i wanted to do when i was in like grade six i was really? going through uh, to optometry <laughs> lots of things have changed since then but <laughs> no that, <laughs> yeah. that's really cool really interesting and uh Naturally. how did you guys meet oh gosh this is the this, <laughs> this would take up so much time um <laughs> We actually met in college. Uh, I was a sophomore and Logan was a freshman yep. and we both, I transferred to the school we were at um, and I was, had to take a freshman wellness class, which I was not thrilled about. And we met just one day, uh, walk into that class actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess the, uh, the main point of the story is that we were both incredibly late. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> so I tell the story because I was I was just walking to class. I was already twenty minutes late, so it was kind of a wash of a day. And, yeah. You know, I I looked and walking across this path, and it just rained and it was so muddy. Oh. And uh, kind of out of my side of my vision, I see this like bright neon like color just charging through the mud. <laughs> I look over there and I see this girl like. Neon shirt, oh, workout pants, just kind of angry, just like stomping through the mud with these, you know, yeah, this such a such a fervor. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to intersect her. And like, she's heading over to the sidewalk because it was so muddy. I was like, yeah, I give her a hard time because she was cute. Like, <laughs> beat up my pace and time it just right where she she meets me on the sidewalk. And I was like, hey, you know, it's it's kind of muddy over there. You should walk over here. And she's like. Looks at me, throws me this dirty look, and's like, "Thanks." <laughs> I'm not normally this angry. This is just you caught me on a bad day. That's gotcha. All. No. Yeah. Anyways, it was so funny. I it's partially my fault too. I was just being a pester. I could yeah. tell that she wasn't having a good day, but uh, I was just like, yeah. "Oh, so hey, what's your name? Where are you from? Blah blah blah." You know. And nice. Yeah. She was just kind of like, "Oh, I'm here. And I'm then, there. You know, I'm late for class. I'm sorry. You know, and all this stuff." And and then how did things evolve from that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he saw me at my worst, so now he needed to see my better side. <laughs> gotcha. 
Well, it just so happened to be that uh, we walked, we, she walked into the classroom and I walked in behind her and she's like, what, are you going to follow me into class too? And I was like, actually I'm in this class as well. So (laughs) yeah. Uh, Then we started teasing each other more and became pretty close friends. And about six months after we met, we started dating. So it was kind of nice because we became really close friends at first and kind of blossomed into a romance. Yeah. That's awesome. And as yeah. they say, the rest is history. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so then, did you, were you guys both interested in travel at that point, and so you, that kind of like clicked? I think to some degree, yeah. yeah. We had always talked about traveling and things like that. And actually, later we can even discuss. We we ended up going on a mission trip together, mm-hmm. like a, a year or two into our relationship, and I think that really was one of the. The, the starting places for us to really develop a passion for travel nice on that particular trip yeah yeah nice so then um you guys got married where did you get married uh we got married in ridgedale missouri which is a really really small town outside of branson missouri okay um also a small town yeah also a very small <laughs> town yeah. uh i my family has always moved a lot and so i grew up um, kind of all over and my parents had moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma whenever I was in college. So I didn't really have roots any specific place. And, um, that was kind of a halfway point for both Logan's family and mine. Um, right. so we decided to kind of have it there and we both had grown up going to Branson as kids, uh, for like the amusement parks and things like that. So okay. we just thought, well, this would be a perfect place to have it. Yeah. And I've always loved the water and it, there's this nice chapel just right on the lake. Awesome. That's where we're doing it. Great, great setting and everything. Uh, where, where are you guys originally from? Both from Missouri, correct? Um, I'm not. I'm my parents. I grew well. Like I said, I've lived a lot of places. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I lived in Des Moines, Iowa, actually. Oh, okay. And um, I also lived in Nashville, Green Bay, um, t- uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And now Missouri, Arkansas, all over. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm the boring one. I was born and raised in a small town in southeast Missouri, and that's pretty much where I was until college. So. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. So. And then uh, honeymoon. Where did you guys go for the honeymoon? We went to Jamaica, actually. Oh, very nice. It was one of the first years that Southwest had purchased Airtran. Okay. And uh, we had some miles saved up, and I was like, oh, my gosh, we can go someplace tropical with our airline miles. And I was so amped up about it. And I'd been to Jamaica when I was, like, a, a teenager, and I loved it. And Kelsey would never been, so we decided to go there and nice. kind of get out of the get out of the Midwest area. Yeah, for awesome. sure. Awesome, guys. So we're going to get right into our first part. We're going to talk about travel and I'm going to start it with a two-word question that can have such a complex answer for many. Why travel? Oh, gosh. I think for me, it's that experiences mean more than kind of material things. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of the, Kelsey may call, call me fiscal or the planner type. I'm very type A, so... Yeah. You know, if I buy a coffee or something like that, I think to myself, oh, I spent $8 on this coffee. Well, that's like a, a fifth of a hotel room in this country. <laughs> or, you know, yeah. I'm kind of weird like that. So, gotcha. You know, yeah, I bought all this stuff, you know, kind of stuff when I was in college, just knickknack things. And yeah. whenever we moved to St. Louis, I, you know, I ended up selling all this stuff and, you know, clothes or just whatever. Yeah. You know, I said, oh, I spent all this money on this thing that I was so excited about but i never used it or haven't used it since i purchased it and, but like our honeymoon and our, our trip to australia you know years and years and years after we've done those things we still talk about them exactly. and we still look back at them fondly so yeah i would agree with that um i also have to say i think a lot of it is experiencing other cultures and cuisines and you know all of the experiences you have while traveling being able to see the diversity in different countries is really unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So where where did the two of you travel last? Uh, where are you right now, and where are you going to travel to next? 
Um, well, we just recently went on a trip to Laguna Beach, California, and that was actually with my family. So my mom, my dad, and my two sisters, which was really nice. Um, we And right now we're currently home in St. Louis. Yep. But uh, soon we'll be traveling to Ireland in March, and then we're going to be going on a three-month backpacking trip to Japan this summer. Oh, very nice. Awesome. So uh, what, what prompted the Japan trip? Have you ever been before? Actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, a little, well, I guess depend. maybe that's a little known fact, but uh, my grandmother is from Japan, so I'm oh, a quarter okay. Japanese. Yeah, so gotcha. we went for two weeks yeah. in 2015 for a little stint, and we just loved it so much. The, the first thing we thought when we got back to the States was, okay, we got to start saving for our next Japan trip. So <laughs> It leaves quite an impression on you, for sure. Oh, yeah. oh definitely. Yeah. I mean, I guess I might be a little biased, but we just loved it so much that we wanted to wanted to go back and kind of get out of the, the main cities that everybody goes to right. and kind of explore some yeah. more of the you know, right. unseen areas, I suppose. Very nice. And then... Um, have you guys been backpacking before, like a, a trip this long, or do you guys mostly stick to shorter trips? With our schedules, we usually are sticking to shorter trips, mm-hmm. um, but this will we we have backpacked before. We did backpack when we were in Japan last time, but this three month thing is going to be a whole new ball game for us. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> we'll see how we do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then any any highlights that you guys are really looking forward to on that Japan trip? Um, a big thing for me is in the summertime, they have uh, Matsuri, which is like Japanese summer festivals. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last time we were there, we actually missed a lot of those. And I was pretty disappointed because I, I really wanted to get in there and try some of the food and see the fireworks. And yeah. a lot of them have like floats and things like that. Uh, we're actually going to be right in some of the bigger city areas where the, there's three huge festivals in Japan during the summer. And we're going to try and hit at least two of them. So, gotcha. yeah, the really first sad. thing, the first thing I think about when I think about Japan is the food. The yeah. food yes. Is awesome. Yeah, it absolutely. is. So what was your most rewarding travel experience together? Uh, yeah, as I kind of mentioned earlier, we, um, our second year of dating kind of in college, we, um, or I was actually planning on going on a mission trip uh, yep. to Australia, and it kind of worked out where Kelsey was able, a team member fell off or couldn't go, and Kelsey was able to come in and join us on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were actually just working with under underprivileged Aboriginal children, kind of in the outback. Yep. Uh, it was really humbling to kind of see all these families living without or with very minimal uh, basic necessities like shoes and mm. proper winter clothing and medical care. Uh, we kind of operated like a summer camp, like, oh. except for it was winter. It was summer for us, but it was winter for them, and they had some time off for the holidays and uh, uh, allowed the kids to kind of come in, got to play with them, and uh, kind of do some educational things, give yeah. them some basic necessities, you know, food, clothing, health care, things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed getting to know the kids and their families as well as learning about kind of the culture and some of the hardships that they've kind of had to endure over the years. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, Very, that's really interesting. Uh, how did you get connected with this mission group and um, how long were you in Australia for? Uh, let's see, We our, our college uh, does a lot of kind of global mission type works and offers a lot of programs like summer programs and things Mm -hmm. like that. So we actually went through one of those organizations at the college. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I can't remember. I think it was 20 days. I think we were there almost a month. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's nothing really more rewarding than than being somewhere and and helping people out and while being able to travel, it's uh, really changes your perspective on things. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Okay, so uh, getting – well, actually, I want to touch on that really quickly because uh, I want to just tell our listeners that you need to check out your guys' About Us page because it is uh, really on point in, in just reading your story about what you've, you've talked about, how you guys met, and uh, each each of your bios for yourselves and your dog is really, really awesome. <laughs> so if, if you're struggling with uh, writing an About, about Us page, that, that's where you need to check out. Well, thank you. <laughs> really awesome. Thanks. So, uh, what is your guys' most awkward, embarrassing, oh or hilarious travel experience <laughs> together? 
Oh, oh I was hoping there's so many. <laughs> I have a favorite story. Oh, no. Uh, this is actually from our trip in Japan. Uh, we were at Kinkajuin, or the Golden Temple in Kyoto. Oh, no. And it's, it's kind of like a funneling thing. It's, it's so vastly visited that you kind of walk in. They kind of clump you up with all these people and push you through so you can kind of walk by it, look at it, take some pictures, and then keep moving. Yeah. And uh, we were kind of just getting herded along with all these other tourists. It was jam-packed on a weekend. Uh, all of a sudden, I hear some Mandarin kind of from a group behind me, and uh, these tourists come up, and they're like, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. And they <laughs> run up to Kelsey, and they ask me if I could take a picture. Yeah, uh, with her. I was waiting for him to tell him I was actually not Taylor Swift, but yeah. between all of his laughing, all he said was, okay, but we need to keep this short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, needless to say, as I was taking pictures, all of a sudden this like mob mentality kicked in and swarms of people started wanting to take pictures with her. Oh, like, wow. They were taking selfies and it got so bad that this kind of line of people like all trying to walk through the, the temple That's got so backed up. funny. I was laughing so hard that I practically <laughs> cried. Yeah. <laughs> we were holding up the line. The staff made everyone keep walking, and I was so embarrassed. I kept oh, thinking, wow. like, oh, my gosh, these poor people are going to go home and show these pictures of me from yeah. their trip, and then they're going to realize it's really not Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I'm going to be, like, disappointing them and everything. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> but the amount of joy you provided them for that little bit of time. I know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's my blonde hair, I think, too. Yeah, yeah. All, all of it. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's a good one. I've never heard that. That hasn't been on our podcast yet. It was my, what is it, the 15 minutes of fame? Yeah, yeah. I think that sure. was my moment. <laughs> that's an excellent story, guys. So, uh, touring away from that now, what is your worst travel experience together? Oh, gosh. Um, really, any time food poisoning has ever come into play. Right. So for myself, I'd say it was on our first flight actually to Japan. I spent about six hours, I think, of the flight in the bathroom from some bad airline food, just like oh, nonstop yeah. throwing up. Yeah. Um, that was pretty miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, it was when we returned from our Australia trip, we had a layover in uh, Nadi in Fiji, the capital city of Fiji. Oh, okay. I'd never really had Thai food or anything. and Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, let's go get some authentic Thai food. And, you know, we went to this place and everyone's getting all this stuff. And I, I thought I got something really conservative, you know, because I had never had Thai food. And I was trying to be like, play it safe. And everyone else got, got all this crazy stuff, spicy stuff. And yeah. I was so sick. And, <laughs> and we were only there for like 20 hours or something. Yeah. So it wasn't like I could like go somewhere and like just lay down and be miserable. Right. It was like we were all like walking around. And, oh, wow. oh, my goodness. Yeah. I ended up spending like $20 for like a bottle of Gatorade at a port store oh. just to try and get some electrolytes. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's never fun when you go through those type of scenarios. Oh, definitely you. not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into uh, talking about your relationship, uh, especially incorporating travel into your relationship. How do you two feel traveling has affected your relationship? I think it's really strengthened our relationship to some degree because traveling is very fun, but it has its ups and downs, especially blogging. You know, sometimes you forget both sides of the coin. Sometimes you forget that you're supposed to be having fun. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I remember one particular trip, we were trying to take a certain type of picture and we spent like an hour and a half yep. and I was, I was getting yep. frustrated because I couldn't get like a certain angle like, or what I had in my mind as yep. this picture. And, you know, we were standing by the road and it was freezing cold and all that stuff. And I was like, what are we doing? It's We're supposed to be having fun and we're standing here by the road yeah. freezing and it's vacation time. We're burning right. time on vacation. So yeah. you know, kind of the good and the bad that mm-hmm. happens, it really kind of, you know, or like being sick, you know, like being yeah. sick when you travel is never fun. So it really strengthens your relationship because it kind of pushes the boundaries of <laughs> being sure. uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. We really have to depend on one another too. I mean, I know for both of us, it's, 
it's kind of, it's teamwork. I mean, we have to depend on each other for everything for the most part. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, do you guys play to one another's strengths when you're planning a trip or, uh, <laughs> or, or even when you're going through a trip, like who takes care of what? So as Logan said, he's very type A. He's definitely the planner hands down. Yeah. Um, I'm actually very type B. So I fly by the seat of my pants. Yep. Um, so since we've been traveling together, I've been learning how to be a planner because I know sometimes winging it really just doesn't work out so well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we usually sit down together and plan trips or we make lists of things that we want to see when we're going to a specific place. Uh, Google Docs is really our best friend because we always create really massive itineraries on there that we can both collaborate with yeah. to use for our trips. Mm-hmm. So really, it's a it's a joint effort. Yeah, and having having those two different types, uh, I know uh, with mine and Natalie's relationship, it's the same thing. Uh, the planner and the uh, <laughs> right, it's it's you need to play to each other's strengths when you're uh, when you're traveling too. Yeah, definitely. I always like to say that Kelsey just provides the ambitions, and I just set what's physically or financially possible. Right. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, bring it all over here, and I'm gonna weed through it all and see what was next. He's more realistic than I am. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so great, guys. That's What is the best destination you guys have been to that you think is the best for couples? Um, well, for those who are in the U.S. or traveling to the U.S., Colorado is one of our top places to visit. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of diversity in activities like winter sports, hiking, um, really awesome foodie destinations and camping spots. It really just has it all. Um, and if we did a huge road trip around Colorado a couple summers ago and Really, there's just so much to see in that state that that would be one of our top places, I'd say. Nice. Yeah, I've never been to Colorado. And actually, that came up earlier today. I saw something online about Colorado, and I was really intrigued. So what did you guys do when you were in Colorado for that road trip? It's actually pretty funny. Um, It's like a 10-hour drive from St. Louis to Colorado Springs, I think. So we had seven days. So we got in the car and just drove straight to Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember a lot of our friends and pe- friends that we had that live in Colorado were like, oh, you need to get used to the altitude. And, you know, some people get sick or whatever. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And St. Louis is like at sea level because we're right on the Mississippi River. So it's like maybe 600 feet above sea level or gotcha. something like that. It's yeah. pretty flat here. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, the first morning of our first day, we go up Pikes Peak, which is like a 14,000. <laughs> we, mind you, we didn't hike this. We drove we, we it. Drove. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we probably we would have died. We were completely insane. Yeah. But, you know, that, that almost did us in even worse because we're like oh, driving man. all the way to the top and we get out. And I'm like, this is so beautiful. And I'm like running around and I'm winded and stuff. But, yeah, yeah, we uh, we kind of went to Colorado Springs first at Pikes Peak, uh, Garden of the Gods, kind of mm-hmm. some of that stuff. We actually went to um, – Great Sand Dunes National Park in South Colorado as well. It's beautiful there. Yeah, it wasn't right. a place that we really saw covered a lot by a lot of different people. And I was like, there's a desert in Colorado. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we went there and then kind of hit Aspen and some of the other places as well as Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were there in the summer, which, you know, I, I, I'd never been to Colorado either. And I was like, oh, is it really going to be, you know, all what it's cracked up to be in the middle of the summer. I feel like Colorado is such a, a winter de- destination. Right. Yeah. That's what comes yeah. to mind, especially when you think about Colorado. But in the summer, it was worth it, eh? Oh, it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. we left St. Louis, which was 100 degrees, and it was like 60, you know, the whole time we were in Colorado. Per, yeah, per I think it was like 80 one day. Yeah. It still felt really nice <laughs> compared to summers where we're at. Hmm. Interesting. Very nice. And uh, with Colorado, uh, what was the best place you went to in Colorado that you want to recommend? Um, I'd say Estes Park, which is really close to Rocky Mountain National Park, okay. um, just because there's a lot of really, really cool hiking trails. And it's it's not a huge city. It's kind of more quaint, um, especially for couple travelers. It'd be very romantic to go there. Okay. Awesome. So uh, wrapping this up, do you guys have any advice you want to give any a couple travelers out there? Um, I'd say learn to laugh at the mistakes you make because there will be plenty of times where you're horribly lost or sick or maybe your itinerary is a complete wash. But 
laughing at your mistakes will make those times more of a conversation piece rather than a point of contention, I'd say. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely laughing those things off and getting past them as soon as you can and enjoying the time that you have together for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to jump right in and talk about uh, your blog, Pages of Travel. We're going to talk okay. about uh, traveling, uh, especially traveling with your dog. And traveling okay. You have a, a full-time job and uh, going to school. So let's just start with uh, Pages of Travel. Where did the name come from, first of all? <laughs> well, honestly, it kind of just came from me searching around to try and find something that was one not taken, you know, mm-hmm. on social media and everything else. And yeah, I was trying to incorporate our last name page, right? obviously. You know, I was like, oh, we could be like book of travel or chapters or I don't know, pages <laughs> of life or I, I don't really know. And I just flipped through all this stuff. And, Basically, it's kind of what we were laughing because I was like, oh, pages of travel. That sounds pretty neat. Let's just do that. And then I like made all the social media accounts and all this stuff. And yeah, I was like, hey, I came up with a name. And Kelsey's like, oh, you're not going to ask me about it. And I was like, oops. <laughs> he was on the blog train a lot earlier than I was at first. Gotcha. So, so then who uh, whose idea was this? Was this a joint venture? Uh one person started it and uh, really motivated the other person to join in, or how did this go? Yeah, uh, honestly, I kind of started it because mm-hmm. uh, Kelsey really wasn't quite on board with the idea of having a travel blog or kind of thought it was a phase. I go through all these phases where I'm really amped up about something and, yep. you know, oh, we're going to do this thing, and then it kind of just fizzles out. Um, but when we started planning our first trip to Japan, she kind of came more interested in writing about our travels, so she quickly jumped on board. Uh, now we really have equal roles, but mm-hmm. you know, Kelsey's typically the voice on the blog and the writer, where I typically kind of the photographer, videography, gotcha. and we, we we equally share responsibilities kind of on our social media accounts. It's mm-hmm. awesome. So uh, yeah, you touched on that a little bit. Let's go a bit deeper into this. Uh, who takes care of the writing, uh, photography, social media? Do you guys distribute responsibilities when it comes to this, or do you uh, kind of feel you want to have have a voice in each uh, department? Um, kind of like what Logan said, I I've kind of taken on the blog role. I do a lot of the writing for our posts and upkeep of our website. Um, he does write some on there. Uh, but he does a lot of the photography. I'm not as great of a photographer, and he's <laughs> much better at having an eye for that. Okay. Um, but and we really do. We share a lot of responsibilities in social media because it's a lot to keep up with. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, looking at your Instagram, uh, how do you guys go about um, your Instagram strategy? Is there any tip that you can give our listeners to? Uh, Really getting the engagement up and getting the follower counts up. How do you guys go about your Instagram strategy and posting photos? I think for us, or for me, this was kind of a, I mean, it's a discussion that all travel bloggers or any type of blog really kind of talks about is how to kind of engage your followers and all this. Yeah. You know, we, we, everyone looks at all these big accounts and think, oh, we should, you know, we, even we thought that like, oh, maybe we should be more like them or, do our pictures more in this kind of color scheme or, you know, mm-hmm. setting or, you know, all these different things. And, you know, at, at some point I was kind of like, you know, my pictures are, you know, I don't really like the way our pictures are when we try and make it look like these other people's or, right. you know, or, or whatever, you know, it's kind of, I think just doing something that makes where you're happy with it and where you kind of can feel that, it fits what you like to do and your style. And um, mm-hmm. a big thing for me is uh, <clears throat> with outreach and things like that too, is kind of uh, doing Facebook or uh, Instagram live and things like that. Like uh, we really yeah. didn't have that beforehand. I just, I did a lot of Snapchatting. I don't really like using Facebook and things like that for my okay. personal social media. Like the only personal social media I really use is, Snapchat for some reason, I guess because I'm lazy. But uh, gotcha. <laughs> I have a lot of. I had some friends that were like, "Man, you know, uh, I love whenever you're Snapchatting in your Japan trip. You know, I, I'd flip through on my day, I'd be bored, and I'd get to see what you guys were doing and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And 
whenever that kind of came out on Instagram, it it was really nice because we were able to kind of engage with, you know, our followers and other people mm-hmm. kind of yeah. in a way that sometimes pictures don't really do or just regular posts don't really do. I definitely think engaging your followers in a way where it's, I don't know, I, I have a hard time opening up about my personal life, but I do feel like it's important to show people the, who you really are rather right. than just like a glamorous photo of someplace that you went. But opening up a bit more and sharing more about yourself really once pe- makes people feel like they know you. And that's something we've been trying to implement a little bit more as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely connecting with your uh, with your audience for sure. That really helps. Yeah, that's excellent advice, guys. Where? How do you guys... Um, drive traffic to pages of travel or what what do you feel is the uh, biggest source of traffic to your blog um well we usually use a lot of scheduling tools like we schedule facebook posts for about a month or two and twitter we schedule through um, a website called buffer um but really the biggest thing we've been focusing on is seo yep um that's been a huge success for us uh i'd say we still have majority of our traffic comes from Pinterest, but second is from Google, which is really good. Um, so that's where I'd say we were at with that. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Uh, I want to touch a little bit on that with Pinterest because we hear this uh, really often with a lot of travel bloggers that Pinterest is our number one uh, source of traffic, then Google. It seems yes. like Pinterest is this, uh, and it is a search engine, really. Yeah. How, how do you guys go about uh, your Pinterest, uh, your Pinterest strategy, or how, do you have any tips you want to share with our listeners about that? Um, well, I usually um, use a website called Canva to make our pins. Yeah. And so that's something I've been doing for a while. And usually, what I do is create a few different pins like just different graphics. They might say something different or have different images. And I post them all on one of our personal boards and then do different sharing methods like to uh, group boards or schedule through a website called Tailwind to promote those. And then I take whichever one I think is doing the best. And that's the one I usually try to promote even more through Pinterest. Um, Another thing I've done recently is there's a girl I know, her name's Jess Shetler, and she has this really awesome Pinterest growth strategy. It's called Powerful Pin Pinterest Strategies or Powerful okay. Pin Strategies. I'm not sure if I'm getting that right. Yeah. But she has a really awesome um, like Facebook page where she teaches you how to just really change your profile and grow your Pinterest following and also just getting traffic to your blog, which I think is really helpful for a lot of bloggers. Yeah, I'll definitely have to link that in the show notes because I, I definitely have heard of that before and I, I haven't checked it out yet. We haven't really focused too much on Pinterest uh, with our personal blog and, and it's something that maybe we should start to focus on. But I've, I've also heard of Tailwind before and I've never used it. Can you go a little bit, talk a little bit about Tailwind and what it does for you guys? Yeah, so I'm pretty new to using it, but basically it allows you to schedule your own pins or other people's pins to kind of go on your Pinterest page. So instead of having to manually pin things all the time, it just schedules them out. And it can also, you can have it where uh, basically you can have one pin that is repinned like every so often. You can choose how many times it's repinned or how often you want it to be just to kind of bring it up on people's, I guess, I don't know if it'd be called a newsfeed on Pinterest, but that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Great. So uh, that's awesome advice, guys. That was really good. Uh, I want to talk about a little bit more about Bentley. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So you guys take Bentley traveling a little bit on road trips and stuff like that, correct? Yeah, we do. And uh, how, how do you feel, uh, what kind of dynamic does adding a dog to your travels, what, what kind of dynamic is that? I think first we should preface with saying that our dog is probably not like most dogs his age. He's an old soul, I feel like. He's only okay. four, but yeah. I don't know if it's the pug in him or what, but he can sleep like 12 hours a day. So he's relatively <laughs> low energy. So yes. Good. you stick him okay. in the car and put like a little bed back there and he's not really an issue. So it, it, it may be a little bit different with uh, dogs that require a little bit more activity, you know, because mm-hmm. 
Bentley can sit in the car for six hours while we're driving somewhere and do relatively fine. You know, just a bathroom break every once in a while. But yeah, I think the funniest thing is, is that uh, when it comes to packing, you know, it's like, oh, we have a bag for me, a bag for Kelsey. And then it's like, it seems like we have 15 bags and a kennel and beds and all this stuff. Yeah, it's very spoiled. You know, yeah, it's like, I feel like. I feel like we have twice as much luggage for him versus yeah. us whenever we travel. So now, when you guys are packing, uh, does Bentley understand? Does he know? Does he see the luggage bags come out and the the packing start? Does he get excited or anything? Oh yeah, he yeah. starts going crazy, and he'll <laughs> typically like run around our apartment and start like whining a lot, and then is wondering, "Am I going with you, or am I staying here? Am I going with you?" And he just like goes back and forth. And then he'll like kind of lay at our feet, like, "Okay, please, like, I want to go on this one." <laughs> so it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. So it, you guys don't take them overseas, right? No, right. we don't. And uh, when you're overseas, how do you take care of the Bentley situation? Where where does he stay? Uh, how do you, especially when you're going on a three month uh, backpacking trip, how do you guys handle that? So that's been um, actually fairly easy for us because my mom has three dogs already. And so she's been very willing to take him because he's pretty low maintenance. And then Logan's dad is absolutely obsessed with Bentley. Um, I'm pretty sure he likes Bentley better than anybody else in the entire planet. So he loves taking him too. So we've been really lucky with both of our families being very accepting of our dog. Um, and they actually have come before to try to like, Hey, can we just take him for the weekend just to see him? That's <laughs> it's, awesome. It's funny. She mentions that it was um like over Christmas. Uh, my family goes to Florida for some time and uh, we were only able to fly down there for a couple days, but my dad came up, you know, before Christmas and's like, Hey, uh, can I take Bentley with us? When we go to Florida. I'm like, Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? And, and Bentley was with my parents for like a month month and a half in Florida, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, my dad would send Snapchats of Bentley laying out. He has like this oh, that's awesome. for him, like sitting down at the beach and we're here in St. Louis, just freezing, you know? <laughs> so Bentley that's almost so awesome. better traveled than we are. Sometimes. Oh yeah. He has, he lives the life. <laughs> so Bentley is legitimate, a travel dog. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, what kind of dog is Bentley? You know, we're really not sure. We adopted him from a shelter, and um, the shelter told us, oh, he'll probably be 50 pounds, and then he never grew any. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Um, but they think he's a pug-beagle mix, so a puggle. Okay. But um, we're still not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting. So um, how do you feel? Now, we talked about how travel has affected your two relationships. How do you feel traveling with Bentley has affected your two relationship uh, between each other, uh, between yourselves and Bentley, and or between traveling with a dog as, as a whole? I think it's really helped form a bond between, for, for me and Kelsey, but me and Bentley as well, because, you know, I didn't really grow up with, like, pets in the house or, you know, kind of any, any really pets at all. And Kelsey really wanted a dog and kind of was the bigger reason we got Bentley to begin with. And uh, some of our camping trips are probably the better memories of uh, the three of us kind of taking a weekend trip, going camping in a mm -hmm. tent. And uh, I remember <laughs> one of our first trips, you know, after we were married and right after we got him, you know, uh, we, we had this tent and it was like November and it, the temperature just dropped for some reason. It just, it wasn't supposed to be that cold and it was right. freezing. And, uh, Kelsey and I have this like double zip, like, uh, couples kind of, uh, sleeping bag. It like fits two people. And Bentley was in like his bed and I could like hear him like shaking over there. I could hear his little, you know, his, uh, little necklace kind of wrangling. He was, yeah. he was so his collar, he yeah. means. He his doesn't collar. wear a necklace. No. But, uh, I was like, oh, come over here, bud. And he, like, hopped in our, in our giant sleeping bag and just, like I said, he's just so chill. He oh. crawled in between there and just slept with us. And, you uh, know, we had a great time hiking, like, that whole weekend. And, yeah. Yeah. It, it's really nice, you mm -hmm. know, just to be able to kind of, 
it helps us be more active too because oh, Bentley sure. loves being outside. So it's kind of forced us like when we come home and we're like, Oh, we've worked all day. We don't really want to go out and do anything, mm-hmm. but he's so excited to see us. So we're like, okay, now we have to do something because it's not fair for you. Like you've been home all day and you need to go on a walk now. Yeah, so sure. it's been helpful in that way too. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So now we're going to just, talk about traveling uh, while you're working in 9 to 5 and uh, or while you're going to school. How do you guys go about this? How do you, because we hear lots of couples say, I wish we traveled more, but you guys really took that action and really make travel your, your lifestyle. Um, how did you guys go about doing this? Uh, First, uh, not talking about the, the money aspect, but first finding the time to do it. I think the the biggest thing is it's just like anything else. You really, you know, you can, if you want something bad enough, you make time for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sometimes, you know, as we talked about, like our Japan trip that's coming up, that's, that's not a common occurrence for us. Right. We have some friends that are full-time travel bloggers and they get to go on, you know, these long, extensive trips and, you know, do a lot of international travel and kind of being a nine to five travel blogger doesn't really allow you to, to do that as frequently. And I think that's just kind of a, an understanding that we had going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does allow us, you know, different advantages. You know, we can do a lot of domestic things over weekends and, you know, three day weekends or vacations or use our vacation time for you know, for week travel, you know, like our Colorado trip, we really, <laughs> I mean, we had to put 3000 miles on our vehicle for that trip and slept maybe like five hours every <laughs> night, right? which is a little rough, but uh, it, it really makes you appreciate the time off that you do get and Definitely. Uh, really kind of to utilize every second of it, you know, sure. Definitely. Especially when you're, you're when you're working or going to school, just Taking that uh, that time that you do have and making the most of it, that's, uh, yeah, that's great advice. So do you guys find yourself on weekends, you really take advantage of that weekend? Or when a long weekend's coming up, you really take advantage of that to maybe uh, do a little little excursion somewhere? Um, well, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. So this weekend, we're actually just staying home and kind of vegging out because all we've yep. done the past few months is we've been gone. We've not even been home any weekend. Um, so yeah, we do try to, you know, get out there on the weekends, maybe even just do stuff around our own city, um, or nearby places. We visit our families from time to time. Um, but sometimes it's just nice to be at home as well. So that's kind of mm-hmm. what we're doing this weekend. For sure. I think too. Um, a big part of being like a nine to five type travel person or, I mean, really anybody that's traveling or wants to travel a lot to be able to do that, you kind of have to be financially savvy. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I guess there are those, some people out there that are won the lottery or millionaires, I guess that don't have to be that way, but yeah, you know, to be able to have, you know, one weekend a month or, you know, a week a year where you get to go on this great trip or go do this thing. Some of the other weekends are not so fun. You know, you mm-hmm. just kind of stay or they can be fun, but you know, not as exciting per se, you know, you're staying right. at home or you're going to a park, you know, or doing something that's low key, low budget, you know, to really save up for those, uh, those bigger trips for sure. Right. And, and that's, that's excellent advice. That segues right into my next point where, um, Traveling is expensive, and do you guys have any tips that you want to share with our audience about really how to save for that next trip? Because that's the next thing about travel. I don't have the time, or I don't have the money. And uh, do you guys have any um, tips about taking any money from your paycheck, either monthly and setting that aside for your travels, or any other advice uh, about money and travel? Oh, absolutely. I could... I could probably do a whole podcast just talking about that. I, I love talking about the financial side of this stuff because, yep. I'm, like I said, I'm very type A, and that's that's probably my favorite, not my favorite part because it stresses me out, but that's <laughs> one of the parts of traveling that I, I'm really passionate about for sure. And yeah, I, I think the first step is to really budget and understand where you are financially. You know, uh, you know, for us, you know, 
I don't know how other people's financial situations are, but you know, I, I could never justify a trip to put myself, you know, like credit card debt. If you can't, if you don't right. have the money to afford something now, like if you weren't paying cash for it, absolutely do not do it. Because right. especially if you're younger, you know, in your twenties, thirties, you know, I guess even in your forties, you know, you're still kind of building up careers and financial, you know, uh, your personal finances. There's yep. no reason to put yourself into a, a financial bind for the rest of your life for uh, a week trip to Japan or Bali or Europe. You know? Yes. Yeah. Anchors sure. down kind of things the way I look at it. Don't go buy that ten dollar coffee. You know, like I was talking about before, you know, don't buy the ten dollar coffee. Keep yep. your old car, you know, learn how to change your oil, kinda all these little things that are ten, five, hundred, three hundred dollars here and there, you know. You start you know, trimming it up, start setting yourself a budget, like mm-hmm. groceries and some of those things. You know, yeah. All of a sudden, this money you don't think that you had starts appearing. You know, mm-hmm. and then from that point on, you really can just kind of get a little bit more financial freedom for sure. For sure, yeah, that's awesome advice, especially uh, finding ways to save that money, not buying that coffee, uh, doing your own oil change, sticking with that car. Maybe these things that you save money on, take that money that you saved and put it right into a savings account that you can start building uh, a fund for your travels. That's really good advice. Now, are you guys more of the type to say uh, when you both were in school, were you more of the type where it's okay to get into a little bit of debt now while we're young, let's go travel, or were you more of the type to... Uh, say let's travel later when we're a bit more financially stable. Uh, once again, I, I really, especially credit card debt. I yeah, I, I do not. I do not think so. To to yep. me, if I were to give any advice, if somebody were to have that mindset, I would say for us, we both have really good credit scores, and that's allowed us to open credit cards that allow us to have travel bonuses. So right. I'm not saying, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying, go open a bunch of credit cards, and, you know, what have you. Everyone's financial situation is different. But I mean, me personally, I mean, I really don't see any lifestyle, you know, that couldn't, you know, find ways to save, find ways to condense, you know, and, and really make it happen. And I guess if you were in a position in life where even if you trim the, the financial fat, to say, to, to try and find some savings, if you really don't think that that's possible, then I, I you know, very recommend not to do get into debt. You know, if you can't if you can't slim down your financial situation to save some money for travel, then you're probably not in a good position to go put yourself into debt. You know, because if you're already stretched financially, I, I would definitely not recommend making that sure. worse. You know, I, yeah. I think. Granted, yes, I, I, I'm not the type of person that um, really tries to, oh, let's just save and not travel, obviously. Mm-hmm. There definitely needs to be a balance there. I think, yeah. too, that sometimes you have to find creative ways to find money to travel. Like, we've sold some of our things. I mean, not all of our belongings, but we'll go through our clothes and say, you know, I haven't worn this in four years. Like, let's take mm-hmm. these to a resale shop or yep. donate the rest of them. Um, also just like trying to figure out different ways to make money through, um, like these online quizzes we do through e-rewards are really nice because you can transfer the money you do for these quizzes to airline miles. And that's kind of helped us out with booking flights or, um, you know, just things like that where you can find ways to make money. That's really simple. Mm -hmm. Um, like I've picked up, I pick up a tutoring job on Tuesdays and Thursdays after I get off work. Um, that's at yep. my school. So it, you know, it's not a ton of money, but any little bit helps, uh, especially being a teacher. Um, so I, I'm already there doing it. So why not just stay an hour longer to make a little bit of extra cash? Definitely. Yeah. This is awesome advice guys. Like if you want to go traveling, you need to make that commitment to make travel your, a part of your lifestyle and, uh, trimming a little bit of spendings here and there or, selling things that you don't need, uh, taking these quizzes or taking up a, a, a part-time uh, work, all of this is a little steps towards your next trip. And, that, and that's the way people need to look at it, really. And, yeah. and, and debt is scary. So, 
<laughs> so don't get into debt if it means uh, to go traveling, for sure. Uh, that was great, guys. What is next for the two of you and uh, Pages of Travel, actually? Well, um, as I mentioned earlier, we're heading to Ireland in March. Um, we're going to be there about a week. And we're really excited because some of our travel blogging friends that we've made um, are going to be there as well. So we're going to actually meet up with them, which I think is going to be really cool. Nice. Um, and then we're really just hammering this plan out to visit Japan for three months. So we'll be home a lot until all this takes place. But um, that's kind of what we've got going on right now. That's awesome. And then when uh, when will those Ireland trip blog posts start to show up on uh, pages of travel? Hopefully by mid-April, I'd say. Yeah, sure. Awesome. All right. So, well, there you have it. Kelsey and Logan of Pages of Travel sharing their stories with you today on the To the Nations Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a special thank you to our guests. Thank you so much, guys. Thank for you. Tra- thank you, Mike. And uh, just any last words? Uh, where should people check you guys out? Where's the best way to get a hold of you? Anything you want to leave us with? Um, well, we're pages of travel across all social media, so you can check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, whatever you'd like to, and um, check out our blog at pagesoftravel.org. Uh, feel free to shoot us an email at any time. Yeah, absolutely. Follow us. <laughs> Go on our Instagram account and uh, check out our check out our live stuff. We love to meet you. I love chit-chatting, shooting videos back and forth. That's some of my favorite stuff is just meeting other people who like to travel. That, that's 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 really what makes travel blogging fun is having other meeting other people that have the passion to go out there and explore. Thank you to all of our listeners out there to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for joining us on this podcast. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash eight for this episode's show notes. Leave a comment on the page and we'll be sure to get back to you. If you'd be so kind, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends. It it really helps us out and it lets us know that you guys are interested in more. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.